So we're now well into the season of Advent, and this year we're on the road again to Bethlehem. As I said last week, the journey of Advent is a lot like a familiar road trip, where we're reminded by certain signs and landmarks that we're on the right path. This gives us hope that our destination still lies ahead. The prophet Isaiah is our tour guide on this journey, and he makes sure that we see the right signs along the way. Last week, Isaiah showed us a shoot, a branch coming up out of the the stump of Jesse, representing a young child, a descendant of David, who would bring about a peace that encompasses all of creation. In our reading today, Isaiah will also show us a sign, this time of life blooming from an unlikely place, the desert. I invite you to listen now with open hearts and minds as we encounter God's word together from the 35th chapter of Isaiah, beginning with the first verse. The wilderness and dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool. In the thirsty ground, springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there nor any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. To be honest, friends, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in my life in the desert. Perhaps it's my deathly fear of scorpions, or perhaps my strong dislike of snakes. I remember being intrigued about a phenomenon that took place last spring in Death Valley. That is uh, the place in California famous for being the lowest, driest, hottest place in North America. It's not a place known for its flora and fauna, but the spring, all of that changed. Unprecedented fall and winter rainfall resulted in an amazing and rare 
amount of wildflowers all over the area known as the super bloom. It caused massive spikes in tourism and created this beautiful uh, scene of color in an otherwise desolate desert. In our reading today from Isaiah, the prophet asks us to imagine ourselves in a desert wilderness. So far in our Advent road trip, we've been surprised a few times. We were surprised first that the song on the radio wasn't pleasant jingle bells, but rather the loud, brashing, clanging sound of a blacksmith beating a sword into plowshares, into farming equipment. Next, we expected to, on our first stop, or on our next stop, rather, to stop and go awe at a beautiful Christmas tree. But instead, Isaiah led us to a tree stump and to look there as the place where God's peace can emerge from the ground up. Today, as we're driving, many of us hope that out the window we would see a winter wonderland, complete with bright lights, snowman, and hey, why not, some of those fun, tacky, inflatable things we see on on our lawns these days. Instead, though, we find ourselves in the desert. Today, on this third Sunday of Advent, we're at just about, just past the halfway point to Bethlehem. On any road trip, it seems that the middle is the hardest part, doesn't it? The excitement of the beginning has worn off, and we have the realization that there's still quite a few miles to go till we reach the destination. All these work together to create a lull. Growing up in Michigan, for me, that looked a lot like driving through endless flat cornfields. Today, though, It looks a lot like driving through a seemingly endless desert. But something happens. Isaiah tells us this desert erupts in bloom as a sign of new life bursting forth. The prophet begins, The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. It's a joyful image, but to be sure, it's a radical image Isaiah offers as well. When we think of wilderness, we tend to think of peaceful mountains, a place to get away from it all. Perhaps your favorite quote from John Muir, one of the the transcendentalists like Thoreau or Emerson. But wilderness in the biblical understanding was anything but serene and peaceful. The wilderness was a desolate place. An arid desert without water or food. It's a place where predators lived. It's where one might expect to be robbed by bandits. It was even seen as a place where temptation and evil itself reside. But there's more. There's more to this text. Scholars believe uh, this part of Isaiah was written in light of Israel's exile into Babylon. The wilderness can be understood then as the largely empty stretch of land that separated Israel and Babylon. And it was a desolate, desert-like place, unforgiving to travelers, making Israel, making their home seem light years away. To a discouraged people living in exile and occupation, the prophet here declares that the once desolate and dangerous wilderness is now a place of safety. peace. But even more so, it's a place where God's glory is shown. 
Flowers and plants now explode into bloom. The burning sands become a pool. Predators like jackals and lions are nowhere to be found. The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the thirsty will drink, the hungry will be fed. Matthew's Jesus picks up on a number of these as we heard in our first lesson. There's more still. There's no more danger. Nothing more to be afraid of. Just everlasting joy. The blooming desert becomes a sign of God's glory and protection. But there's one more piece, though, that really inspires our Advent road trip theme this year. Isaiah promises that a highway will be there that will be called the Holy Way. Most roads in the ancient Near East, even in cities and civilized areas, were a far cry from even the worst gravel roads you can think of today. But a road in the wilderness? Simply unheard of. So to a people living in exile, far from home, God promises to make a way, to pave a road, even through the unforgiving desert wilderness. The best part, though, is a promise that on this road you can't get lost. The prophet says no traveler, not even fools, can go astray. I think these are some words we all need to hear in our GPS, Google map dependent world. And let's be honest, we can all feel a little foolish sometimes. God promises a road through the wilderness and calls us to embark on this journey. To take on the holy way. To travel it. Upon returning to Zion, God's holy mountain, Isaiah tells us that joy will overtake our sorrow and sighing. Such fitting words to find us on this third Sunday of Advent, the Sunday of joy. On our journey to Bethlehem, where we await again the coming of the Christ child, we are called to travel on this holy way. This means living into this joyful reality here and now. Rejoicing in the ways God is causing new life to bloom and break through our often unforgiving desert-like wilderness of a world. But traveling along the holy way also means working to eliminate all the things that get in the way of God's holy joy. We often focus on the journey of God coming to us in Advent, and rightly so. God's eternal word becomes flesh and dwells with us in the person of Jesus. But our reading from Isaiah also tells us that while God is moving toward us, we are also to move towards God. This holy way is our path. And not even a fool can go astray as we seek to live into and reflect God's joy. Even and perhaps especially in the desert wilderness moments of life. In his book, Lest Innocent Blood Be Shed, writer Philip Haley tells the story of a church community in Les Chambons, France, during the Nazi occupation in 1942. Talk about a wilderness time. Word had spread that Les Chambons had become a place where Jewish people could find refuge, and one day the Vichy France police came to round them up. The police first went to the pastor. Andre Trochne, who they had suspected was sheltering Jews. They warned him if he did not give up the names of the Jewish people living in the community, 
he and any others found sheltering them would be arrested. Trochme refused. And as a result, the police were only able to find one Jewish man. As the police were loading this Jewish this man into the car, a young boy, the teenage son of the pastor nonetheless, came up to the window of a vehicle and passed a small piece of chocolate to their lone prisoner. The 20-some officers watched in amazement, which was minor compared to what happened next. Soon after, the other villagers took the lead of this child, and as Haley himself describes, they all began passing their little gifts through the window until there were gifts all around him, most of them food in those hungry days of the German occupation of France. To borrow a line from our Isaiah text last week, a little child shall lead them. This young boy's courage and love is expressed in passing a small gift. And this courage and love spread to the entire community around. This community erupted in bloom during a dark desert wilderness. If even for a small moment, in La Chambon, joy took over fear. Love took over hate. This is what it looks like to walk the holy way God has paved for us through the wilderness. To step forward in courage and love. To let joy overtake sorrow and fear. Individually and collectively, God invites each of us to walk the holy way as we await Christ's return. May we not be discouraged in the midst of wilderness when the winter wonderlands we want are instead barren deserts. But instead, may we find ways to name and to share God's joy blooming even in the midst of the desert. Like the boy in La Chambon, May we find ways to step forward in courage and love to share this world-changing joy of God blooming in our midst. And as we do so, friends, let us be empowered once again by these words from Isaiah. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. Amen.